Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. As always, your host, Cody Mallory. You can find me on Twitter at RealCodyMallory. Tonight I am once again joined by Joe Farrow. On Twitter, that is at the Joe Farrow. <clears throat> and we welcome back Anthony tonight. How are you doing, guys? That's good. That's good. It's a long time no talk. Yeah. Uh, Anthony kind of fell off the face of the earth for a little bit. But, I mean, you know, I've been here holding down the fort. There has to be somebody doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, everything's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, getting over COVID for the second time here. But besides that, I'm doing well. <laughs> You unvaccinated swine, I swear to God. <laughs> That's Whoa. not true, but let's move on. Um, <laughs> so since the last time we spoke, Joe, there was another preseason game. But before wow. we go into that ass beating that the Mets took from the Miami Heat, I want to talk about Joe Harris because my concern level is growing and growing rapidly. Mm. So obviously he did not play against the Miami Heat. The team called it like uh, cautionary, saying ankle soreness. It was also reported over the weekend that he did not practice this weekend, and he pretty much did not do anything at the practice in the park event. Several fans were there, told me that he was basically standing in one spot. Like, they said he wasn't even walking around. He was literally just pretty much standing in one spot. Um, I don't know. Do you guys think, like, this is just PTSD from last year, or should there be reason for genuine concern at this point? Um, I can start with this. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm up on my panic meter at, like, a 5 or a 6 right now because I know, like, the preseason games don't matter. But for some guy, someone that hasn't played since last late November when he rolled his uh, – well, we thought rolled his ankle against OKC – it's been like, it's been a scary ride. I think they sh- he needs like run, and if he's not getting run right now, I don't know if he's be ready to start the season because he needs these preseason games just to get his legs under him. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you, Anthony. I think my panic meter is probably about a six, um, especially when you factor in that Seth Curry also might not be ready to start the season, and same thing with TJ Warren. So that's it's like a that's weapon. It's a lot of shooting. Exactly. That's like three of our top four role players slash shooters. And like, that's like, that's a big, big deal. And I mean, I don't know if we we are just like blowing it out of proportion as Nets fans, but at the same time, it's like he, the guy played one preseason game and now he's being held out with ankle soreness and he didn't do anything at practice. That's not, that doesn't give me the biggest vote of confidence in him. Yeah, I mean, he completed all of training camp. He said at Nets Media Day he feels like night and day compared to now from when he did, uh, I think it was last November when he hurt the ankle. Um, but I don't know, man. I think it part of my concern just goes into how the Nets handled it last year where they pretty much called it ankle soreness for it felt like three years before he ultimately had two surgeries. Um, it was like two months of limbo. It was, it was the worst. We had no right. idea what was going on. 
there was like a month, I think, there in the middle of there, like around the holidays, where like no one even knew what was going on. Like no one even mentioned his name. Yeah, I mean, last NBA, year's debacle. Last year's debacle with Joe Harris was just on another level of ridiculous. Like we had no information on that guy for months, and we and he just what originally was said to be a sprained ankle, and he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. We didn't hear anything for like a month and a half, and then it just. <laughs> The Nets training just, staff needs to be better. The, absolutely. And, like, it was – it's just – it's insane, like, going from last year and then now having this happen. I hope it's not the same case, but they said the first operation he had, there was still risk of him needing a second operation. He goes and gets that second operation, and now he's still having issues. I hope, like, it's nothing, like, long-term. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – my concerns will rise if he does not play in the preseason game Wednesday. I mean, the NBA posted a video, it was about a minute and a half of Nets practice, which I don't know if you guys saw it, but Kyrie's layup package is still absurd. I mean, we already knew that, but yeah, I probably watched the video five times. I didn't see Joe Harrison at once, not on the sideline, not in the huddle. Like I didn't see him at all in the facility during the entire video. Um, it was over from the weekend. I believe the video was from Saturday's session. But still, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. With with good reason. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't get why we can't just have like an injury. Not injury-free because that's unrealistic in like, any sport. But, like a somewhat un, uh, uneventful injury season. But seems like this is going to be a story at least at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, so besides Joe Harris, let's just very quickly touch on Seth Curry, TJ Warren. So, I mean, nothing's changed with TJ Warren. We all know he will not be cleared until November at the earliest. So he will definitely miss opening night, um, next Wednesday, nine days from now. Seth Curry was questionable. Um, he's been doing like non-contact in practices. He has not been cleared for five on five yet. That's pretty much the last hurdle. Based on the way Seth is trending, I would say it looks good that he's available at least in some limited capacity for opening night. Uh Um, But once again, he's got to get cleared for that last five on five. And I'm sure the Nets would like him to potentially play at least limited minutes in the last preseason game. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, you never want to get have a guy play his first game on opening night, um, especially coming off of an injury like Seth is. Uh, I believe at media day, he said he was cleared for like two on two and three on three. Right. So he's still like working up. He's still like working up that ladder. Um, He said he feels good though, from what he was doing, at least that was at media day. So hopefully that hopefully he is ready for opening night, but I can't see him running for more than 25 minutes on opening night. If he doesn't at least get like 15 minutes in a preseason game before the opening night against the Pelicans. Yeah, in that NBA video, Seth was coming off what looked to be a fake screen, turning, planting, and shooting threes. So, I mean, that's uh-huh. definitely a step in the right direction for someone that's coming back from ankle problems as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Let's very briefly just talk about the practice in the park event um, that the Mets host. I none wish of, I that. None of us were there. Um it was reported that they had over 8,000 people there. It's the largest event or largest amount ever for the Nets who have been doing this. Um, 10th year in Brooklyn. I saw videos. I'm sure you guys saw videos. Mm-hmm. 
some people were complaining, saying it was poorly organized, the views were obstructed. I think there was just a lot more people than anticipated, if I had to guess. Um, I still think it's overall a very cool event that the Nets host, um, get up and close and personal with the players. Obviously, we saw Kyrie get a very large, uh, loud ovation, signing autographs for kids. Kevin Durant was there, too. Steve Nash got booed when he was introduced, which is interesting. Uh, Hilarious. <laughs> That's then, so funny. <laughs> and then Steve Nash's two kids were both wearing Kevin Durant's jerseys that I thought was also pretty funny. You put a story up, too, on his Instagram, Steve Nash. Yeah, overall, cool event. Um, like I said, unfortunately, none of us were able to make it, but Tell them not to make it on a football Sunday. Maybe I'd go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Should be on like a Saturday afternoon or something like that. Yeah, it was cool though. Like I said, the pictures, videos, obviously Doug Barrick goes to every single uh, Nuts event. So he sends me a bunch of stuff. It looked like it was a good time overall. All right, let's dive into the Heat game. Um, obviously, as we said before, there was no Joe Harris. There was also no Kyrie Irving. Um, who welcomed a baby with his wife. Um, plain and simple, the Nets got their ass beat that game. They were – every aspect, they were bad at. Like, Miami was physical. The Nets really missed Kyrie's ability to break a man down and create for his teammates. Um, honestly, Ben Simmons was bad this game. <laughs> he was yeah, incredibly – Yeah, that, I'm not that... sugarcoat it incredibly passive like incredibly passive yeah that that for sure was like the big takeaway for most people in the game like he he it was looking like shades of that uh the last time we saw him play basketball in a philadelphia 76ers uniform where he wasn't taking shots and just trying to pass everything away um but i mean i'm not gonna get too concerned about it because he's still trying to get his feel back on court but it definitely he definitely did not look good my take from this, like, I think it's going to be my overall take for the year. Ben Simmons, if he said in this, like, offense is perfect fit with next to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. If Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving miss a game and Ben Simmons is the second option, quote unquote, then I think you're going to see some performances like this where it's just like you need the second score and he's just not that kind of guy. He does everything else but that. And it, it kind of like exposes his weaknesses a little bit that we saw, like we saw in Philadelphia. So, like, if you see games this year where like guys get rested, and he's playing between, like, Katie and Kyrie, I think you're going to see some of these performances. Hopefully that changes, but at least early on, I would expect to see some of this. Yeah, I mean, that was that was clearly the downfall of the 76ers, is that Ben Simmons really cannot be a second option on offense for a team. Um, and at the same time, Tobias Harris really can't be a, a second option on a championship-caliber team, and that ended up being their downfall. But when, uh, in all honesty... Like you said, Anthony, if Kyrie or KD miss a game, the Nets do not – I don't think they look uh, – favor have any favorable matchups. In- I think it'd be bad teams. Don't get me wrong. Like If they play like Orlando or like Detroit, like they can definitely like still win. It's just the offense is not going to look as nice as it will when like yeah. they're playing. Like, I mean, they, they can be scrapped. When we had James, it was different because James was score. That's why I think it's that's yeah. the difference here. To be fair, if – they were also missing TJ Warren, who should be a scorer for the Nets, and they were also missing Seth Curry in addition to Joe Harris and Kyrie Irving. Oh, so yeah. you could I'm, argue I'm, 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 they were missing four out of their top five. Yeah. 
four of their top five scorers or shooters they were missing, um, which really kind of highlighted Ben's inability to score right now. Yeah. Um, he had Kyle Lowry in the post, like on the block, multiple times, and he would pass it out. Like, if he's not going to take jump shots, fine. I don't think any of us really anticipate or expected him to coming to Brooklyn. But when he's got Kyle Lowry on the block on one-on-one and he keeps kicking the ball out to Yuta Watanabe for three instead of going at him, like that's when it's a problem. And, I mean, Ben said all the right stuff after in the press conference. Like, yeah, I got to be more aggressive. I only took – I think he took, like, three shots or something in a game where Kyrie was missing. I think uh, – Yeah, he took he took three shots, so. I think you need to give Ben to at least, like, Christmas, like, New Year's this year to, like, really, like, get comfortable. After that, if he still looks, like, not that great, then that's when I would, like, begin to panic. The guy hasn't played in over a year. That's where, like, I stand on this. I don't know about you guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No, I agree. And, I mean, even Ben said, like, after the game, like, yeah, I got to be more aggressive. I'm still getting back into the swing of things, but I'll be fine. And, like, I kind of agree with that. Um, Like Anthony said, he didn't play basketball for basically 18 months in an NBA game. So this is kind of to be expected. Everyone's not Kyrie Irving who can just go out and score 30 with ease. Um, But Ben still did everything else well. Like, he was rebounding the ball which obviously the Nets need him to do. He had 10 rebounds in 25 minutes, which is a huge plus for the Nets. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, the size, I mean, well, let me just say Kevin Durant looked amazing as expected. He was getting triple teams in a preseason game, man. Like, that's just – that's that's Spo. I don't know what else to say. But Royce O'Neal continues to look good, um, in my opinion. Um Alondis or Edmund Sumner. He's he reminds very... me of he reminds me. I mean, he didn't have a great shooting game, but he reminds me a little bit of Karis LeVert with how quick of a first step he has, <laughs> and how he can get to the basket. And like, even when he's driving, if you don't pay too close attention, you're like, wow, LeVert's back with the Nets. When did that happen? Yeah, they're built. They're built similarly as well, and a lot of times also with like the way he plays defensively and just like how active he is. He also reminds me a little bit of David Nawaba in his Nets tenure where he would just be all over the floor and just willing, willing to go and and do anything and switch everything and actually hold his own defensively. He's just so long and so quick. I think poor David Nawaba, man, he freaking was given all the year and then he just, he just died. Felt so bad. Where, he just got he just got traded again in that like meaningless trade with like the Pistons. I believe. Dude, that trade was the so, no, like the, the Houston <laughs> was it a Houston OKC made that weird trade. It was Houston, yeah, Houston OKC. So you got sent it to was OKC. like it was it like was, centered I, around like Saban Lee and like I don't even know that Saban Lee and David Nwaba are the only two names I remember being involved. I just I never seen a trade between two not two non contenders swap four players each 
And like there was no headliner in the deal. It was just a swappage of like role players. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> All the replies so- were like, it was like a it was like a Wikipedia image and it just says the battle of mid. I'd <laughs> 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 be crying. Uh, uh, anyone else stick out for you guys from the game? I don't know. Yeah, it was a throwaway game. I mean, Cam Thomas has shown shown flashes once again he's looked he's looked pretty solid but i i really have been very impressed with royce o'neill i mean this is what we've all expected from him but he has looked good and i think he's he's definitely going to be a huge huge impact player for us do you think he's going to start or uh, this is like if everyone's healthy type of thing like if joe's healthy is it joe or starting or royce i feel like the first four are kind of set with the big three and clocks and i feel like i would rather royce come off the bench truthfully I think so too, just because I think I like the more shooting in that starting line where you have Simmons and Clocks. And not that Royce isn't a shooter, but like yeah. more of his open looks where Royce is more of like a catch and shoot guy, and that's it. I just feel yeah, like I, I mean, Royce has also shown flashes of ability to get to the rim and finish inside as well. So, but like Royce has looked really good. I think his play would be a better impact off the bench than it would in the starting lineup while we already have so much scoring and shooting ability on the floor. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if a healthy Joe Harris is there, Joe Harris should start and let let Royce come off the bench with Seth and the other guys. I agree with that. I just want to see where you guys were. I don't get why the Nets have another center in the roster. To be completely honest with you, but <laughs> I uh, I just want to really quickly talk about that. I think if Joe Harris is completely healthy, it's Joe Harris's job to lose. Yeah, if that ankle's still stabbing him and he can only give twenty minutes a night then I would have no problem with Royce O'Neal starting and Joe kind of playing in a limited role. Yeah. And I think I think they both could be in the closing lineup against 75% of the teams in the NBA. Yeah. Whereas what I mean by that is with the Nets going small without Claxton in a closing lineup. But like I said, you could probably get away with that against 75% of the teams in the NBA. Um so that's something to keep an eye on. But so what you're so what you're saying is we cannot run that against the Timberwolves. <laughs> the Timberwolves, probably Philly, um, Milwaukee. Ma- Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Denver, Denver. Yeah, I think you get away with it against Miami. Honestly, you might be able to because they like to run small as well. And Bam is also kind of undersized for a spot. What about Boston? Boston, no. <laughs> uh, if they don't have Rob Williams playing which he's hurt in the beginning of the year, I think it's possible. Well, it's possible if if they're running a lineup without Horford and Williams on the floor at the same time. If they run that, you got to put Claxton in immediately. Correct. you got to match up. You You have to play the matchups at that point. Correct. But if they just have Horford in, I think they can get away with it, especially since the Nets will have three guys that are practically 6'10", two guys 6'10". So... It's gonna be so it's annoying. Just, it's just those certain teams, like like you said, like Philly, like Milwaukee, like Minnesota, that would give issues with like a closing lineup without Claxton in it. It's gonna be annoying while you're hearing about this. Like we need, like I, I already know it's gonna happen. It's gonna be up until the trade deadline. The Nets need a center. The Nets need a center. The Nets need a center. It's gonna be our talking point of the year. I'm already gonna hear about it. I already know it's gonna happen. Yeah. And it's, I don't know why we're delaying the inevitable. I guess maybe there's not that much great options left. They should address that already. I don't know if Dayron's ready to be that backup five, but Marquise Morris is not a five, in my opinion. But we'll, I guess we'll have to learn that lesson the hard way. 
Speaking of uh, needing a center, there was a report, I forgot where it was from, that the Nets would be interested in trading for Mo Bamba or Kyle Kuzma. Give me Mo Bamba immediately. So I personally put on my Twitter that what do you guys think it would be too much if the Nets gave up Cam Thomas, Seth Curry, and the first round draft pick, whether it's from Philly, whoever it comes ends up coming from because of the swap with the Royce O'Neal trade for Mo Bamba. And I would say about 80% of Nets Twitter said I was insane, said my basketball takes suck, which it wasn't even my take. I was asking a question. But <laughs> what do you guys think? Do you think Mo Bamba could potentially be the answer that the Nets need? And would you be willing to give up Seth Curry to get a center? Assuming, let's assume Joe Harris is healthy because, I mean, that's a big factor in it. Uh, that, for the hit, Mo Bamba, I don't think of that much, personally. I think I'd give up that package for maybe Miles Turner. Oh, back to Miles Turner we go. Um, no, I, would, <laughs> I would I would do it. I absolutely would. We have, I think, with everybody healthy, we do have enough shooting on this team. And, and frankly, I don't want to, like, diss Seth Curry in any way, but we have bigger – we have – Without Seth Curry, there's more size and there's equivalent – not equivalent, but we make up for the shooting with the other guys that we have. Um, but I think Mo Bamba would be such an invaluable piece to this team with the way the roster is currently constructed. I would be willing to do it. Yeah, I mean, I just want to throw out there that Mo Bamba is on a very team-friendly two-year deal. I think he's like 9 or $10 million each year. Yep. Which, I mean, the Nets window, like, it's not a 10-year window. Like, it's probably a two- or three-year window, depending on what happens with Kyrie and KD. Like, that would be the perfect player, in my opinion, especially to pair with Ben. Um, Seth Curry, in my opinion, I think we all saw it last year, obviously, to the extreme in the playoffs because they also had Patty Mills out there. But Seth Curry, you cannot play next to Kyrie Irving in the playoffs, in my opinion. Yep. Um, I agree with that. That's just – that's just why Joe Harris is so much more valuable because he's six six. He's not a great defender by any means, but he helps rebound. Like he averages like four game over the last couple of years. Um, he's not a traffic cone that you can just shoot over, which is what unfortunately Seth Curry is. Now I do think when Kyrie comes out of the game and Ben Simmons and KD are out there that you can definitely play Seth because you could put him on the point guard. Um, so I do think he's like a player you absolutely can't play in the postseason, but he can't be in a closing lineup with Kyrie Irving, in my opinion. That's a good point. Yeah, um, obviously, now that you mentioned that, I do agree with that. I would. The reality of it is, I think we'd rather keep Seth over Patty if it came down to it. But Seth Curry has the trade value here, so I think you have to just play into that and just be like, cut your losses. Yeah, and also really? we all John Marks would be very, very hesitant to move Patty Mills. I'm just saying. I think from a basketball standpoint, Seth Curry's a better player. No, yeah, hundred percent, not even close. But you got to come down to like, what does Orlando want? They want what probably fifteen, maybe not fifteen, but ten other teams want. They want the eight foot unicorn that's draining threes in the G League right now. They don't want Patty Mills, who's on a two year contract. Seth Curry, they'd be fine with one year. I had someone actually tweeted me. I was like, why would they want Seth Curry? They should go for Patty Mills. I'm like, bro, what? Like, oh, Seth Curry's on a one-year deal. Like, yeah, that's exactly what a team like Orlando would want. They don't you want to pay too, honestly, for another asset. Right. They don't want to pay yeah, a guy or keep him long-term that's 30 years old. Like, they're trying to rebuild. So that's exactly the type of player they would want. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it makes sense to me. Obviously, Mo Bamba can't be traded until I think it's like January 15th anyways because he just signed the contract. So if that is the guy the Nets have in mind, it would absolutely linger very far into the regular season again, which I feel like we've dealt with the last three seasons, two seasons. Um, But what about Kyle Kuzma? It kind of haunts me because there were several rumors that was the Nets could have gotten Kuzma in the Dinwiddie sign and trade, and Sean Mark said no. Joe Tsai's pocket said no. Yeah, Joe Tsai's pockets could have been the one to also have said no. Do you guys think Kuzma would be big enough to help the Nets out? I would love to have a guy like Kyle Kuzma on the Nets, but I don't think that makes up the lack of size in our lineup. I feel like it's just adding another TJ, a younger TJ Warren to our team. Well, it's like a, he kind of gives me Royce on the vibes. Yeah, like I, it's literally like pick pick one of the two: Royce O'Neal, fuck TJ Warren. Get a center. Please. I think wings we're pretty good on now with a lot. I think the center and then even like a pass first point guard, other than like Ben, might be like something we can look at. I think wing might be our last need at this point because we have Harris. Loaded up on wing. What? We loaded up on wings. We did. Last year, there was a weakness. Now, I think we loaded, so I think we're good on that. I think that's, like, the one thing we're actually, like, set on. Now, so yeah, I mean, it's fucked up. I, I don't love the idea of Kuzma, especially if you have to give up a valuable, I'll say a valuable asset, like Cam Thomas and the draft pick, because those are pretty much on, your only movable assets, and I definitely think center is the biggest need for the Nets. Um, there's no shot they can enter the playoffs with just Nick Claxton. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> it's just a matter of do they address it through a trade? Do they address it through a buyout or a free can agent? Like, the, can we please not do the buyout way again? Like, be aggressive. Go do something. Well, We've I mean, tried this. Don't no, work. Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins is still sitting there. I'm just saying, Boogie. I would think yeah, Boogie, Boogie. Boogie sounds nice play. in theory. Boogie does sound <laughs> nice in theory, but in reality, the last two years he's been picked up on multiple ten days and like vet minimums, and he hasn't done anything. He was decent ah. Denver. for who? Yeah, he was he, he was average. I don't know. He, he showed flash, but at the same time, it's like the majority of the time the guy's not doing anything. I'm saying 15 minutes, give it a flyer from, like, November to December when you're just trying to, like... I, I agree. I would like it, and especially if he pans out. But, like, they should have addressed this beforehand. <laughs> I just don't get it. It makes no sense. I'm going to be honest. I think, like, I don't want to point blame on Kevin Durant, but I definitely feel like the Kevin Durant situation had an impact on this. It did. Yeah, it did. Um, signing here. The whole so, offseason was, was stalled because of that. Yep, exactly. And... Speaking of stretch bigs, this is a little off topic. Did you guys see Andre Drummond knock down three threes the other night? Like, what, yeah, what the, the hell? F- what the I fuck? I have no that? idea. I saw that. <laughs> and, like, they weren't like, oh, like, this guy chucked up a three and it clanked off the backboard and went in. Like, they were, like, nothing but net. Like, he was, and he was, was looking just, for it. He was yeah, sitting like, there was, looking for it. Yeah, it wasn't at the end of the clock. And he's like, oh, I got to chuck it up. Like, he was spotting up at the top of the key. He was waiting yeah, for this. Ben Simmons, man, if Andre Drummond can do it, you can too. <laughs> what I'm saying. That's the last one I've ever seen make a three. That's all I got to say. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, they looked good. They looked good, too. So, but Milwaukee no. on uh, Wednesday. Yummy. Wednesday. <laughs> Kyrie will be back. Hopefully, Joe plays, even if it's the 15 I to doubt, 20 minutes. That... I doubt they're going to push him, man. I really do. Uh, he's he's ramping up. <laughs> ah, stop it! You stop, stop it. it, Anthony. <laughs> that word is like forever ingrained in my head. Yeah, no more of that. And Can't then the Nets got so they got Milwaukee Wednesday, the T Wolves on Friday, and then opening nights against the Pelicans. Who obviously we will go much further in depth about the Pelicans um, probably next Monday. I would imagine a week from tonight, but. They scare the hell out of me. I think they're a horrible matchup for the Nets. But like I said, we can go a lot more in depth on that next week. Yes, for sir. sure. Like, I just want to say, who the hell is going to guard Zion Williamson? Who looks tremendous in preseason? I mean, well. <laughs> oh, man. Mo we got to cut Anthony off much. for the night. Yeah, bro. Get Anthony <laughs> out of here again. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think Zion could dunk Patty Mills through the basket, let alone the ball. <laughs> I mean, if he picked up Patty, I think he could forcefully throw him through the basket. Probably. <laughs> It'd be like Quinn and Williams yesterday against Tyree Kill. You see that play? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, how about the Giants and the Jets? A little off topic. Let's go. New York New football York is back. New Jersey football is back. Okay, Joe. Jersey football. Back. New York football has been back. The Buffalo Bills are running rampant. <laughs> yeah. New York Jets uh, are back. The New Jersey uh, Jets and the New Jersey R- Giants. RIP to the Mets, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. Thank God they fucking stink. Good. They, they got one hit in a game seven, practically. Last Joe, you chance. want a playoff game for the Yanks? Bro, my bank account's hurting. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I'll be there Thursday for all you Yankees Nets combo fans. Thursday. I will not be going to a Red Sox playoff game this year. My bank is also Oh, hurting. yeah, yeah. Oh. I wonder why. Because <laughs> there is none. <laughs> um, anyway, is there anything else about the Nets you guys want to touch on? Or... Uh, I, I, I sure. would like to see Zion Williams and dunk Patty Mills. That's all. <laughs> That would be quite entertaining. I'd like to win basketball games this year and uh, not just take the regular season off. That's like win basketball yeah. games. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, know is this cli- I know this is cliche, but it looks like Kyrie Irving and Simmons, the main question marks for showing up and playing, they all look pretty bought in. So I, I'm, yeah, I don't want to say I'm confident, but – I'm somewhat confident going into the season that they all have something to play for and they have no choice but to be bought in 100%. Yes, sir. But, uh, all right. Thank you guys for once again listening to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Joe, Anthony, and Cody. Bucks on Wednesday, T-Wolves on Friday, and the regular season starts next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.